Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Cool fact: A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Hello and welcome back to Mum's the Word, the parenting podcast. I'm Georgia Jones. And I'm Kelsey Parker. And this week we have an extra special episode for you. I reached out to you on socials to hear what you really want to talk about. And the most requested answer was, am I meant to be saying what the answer was? There's a few. Yeah. Well, well, we're going to have a massive chat about this, aren't Let's get we? Into it, Kelsey. I'm so excited that we're together. I know, like, there's actually someone sat here with me. <laughs> we were just talking about you coming back from that trek, weren't we? I've been trekking, I've been releasing a book, I've been here, there, and everywhere. You have been releasing a book. Oh my, how is it going? Yeah, really good, really exciting. Yeah. I am actually so overwhelmed with the fact that I have a book out as if. I've got a book, but I have. Yeah, I bet like 10 years ago, you would never have thought you'd be like releasing a no. book about your life. No, but it's literally my life. Yeah. Yeah. So it's exciting, but busy. Good. So that gets us onto the... One of the questions that somebody posted to me or to us was about the work parenting struggle and, you know, how as mums, we're kind of judged if we just mum. We're judged if we try and mum and work. We're judged if we work and get childcare. Like, it's almost like we can't really do anything. Well, I think the moral right. of that story is we're judged. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. I just think a little less judgment, a little more kindness. Mm-hmm. Because I have had it where people have now said to me, I am now using Tom's death as an elevation in my career, which is really hard. But also, I don't think people realize that, you know, financially, I now have to work. Of course you do. You have, you are the breadwinner. Yes. The breadwinner. I am the breadwinner and I've got a mortgage to pay and I have bills to pay and, you know, the current climate, everything's gone up. I want the kids to have the best life now and I need to provide a better future for them. Well, of course. But now I'm getting judged that I'm, I'm actually working. But do you know what as well? The thing is, obviously... When Tom died, it did make national news. Everybody talked about it. And I think that by you talking about it as well, will hopefully have helped anybody else going through similar things. And it's natural for you to then talk about it. If the newspapers, the magazines want to speak to you and see how you're doing... I have no doubt that Tom would be like, gone then, Kels. Like, absolutely. He would be so proud of everything that I've actually done and how I've changed my life because, you know, I could quite easily have got into my bed and never got out of that bed. You could have let it destroy your life, but would Tom have wanted you to do that? Absolutely not. Funnily enough, our husbands both went to school together. They did. They're Bolton boys together. Tom was a bit younger than Danny, but... They went to school together. Yeah. And Danny, actually, Danny said to me, oh, just make sure you bring up how funny Tom found me. 
Yes, Danny. <laughs> Tom found you really funny and he loved you. No, but I think they had the connection of being yeah. from Bolton. Yeah. But Tom, Tom would want me to succeed and Tom would also want me to have you know, provide the best future for his children. Of so course. that's what I'm trying to do. Well, yeah. And and how do you feel like when, when you get the negative comments about like, you know, oh, you should be with your kids and looking after them and not working. How do you deal with it? It makes me feel awful because I really try and balance. Even before Tom got ill, I've, I've always worked. Mm. Like I've run a performing art school. I've had that for like 11, 12 years now. Yeah. Like it's not like I've never worked. And you know, even going back to the dance school days, I've always wanted to bring the kids to work because I think it shows the children that I teach that you can be a mum and you can work. Yeah. But obviously now I'm just trying to juggle things. So the beginning of this week, I've not had that much work. So I've been around for the kids. I've run them to their activities. But now I've got to work for the next couple of days. Like, you know, it swings and roundabouts. Well, that's it. And I think it's just now, it's just because it's in the public eye that you're having to work. Yeah. And people just can't seem to... To understand that that's actually a really positive thing that you're doing that. And I'm sure, I mean, like for me, for me and my mental health, I needed to work. Like I I needed to have something. Even when he did, when he died, I jumped back into work really quickly. And I think, you know, people that were looking after me at the time going, are you okay? But I needed something. I needed something to focus on. I probably was like blurring everything else out behind me of what was going on. And I was like, I'm going to work. I'm going to do this. I'm going to provide for the family. What would Tom want me to do? Yeah. And also what, yeah, what would Tom want me to do? What do I need to do? Because I was like that. I remember not that long after having Cooper, I definitely wasn't mentally as healthy as I yeah. should have been. And I, I didn't really realize, but what helped me was throwing myself into work. And like, I, th- I mean, it, you know, it will have been a distraction for sure, but sometimes you need that distraction to help you get through. And you sort of need purpose. Yeah. And for you, it gave you purpose working. It's like, I'm doing this and maybe I'm not feeling right over here, mm. but this gives me something and gives me purpose. Yeah, because like those, those months, those months, years, are like are they hard work especially like somebody's asked asked in the questions about terrible twos mm. um cooper i would say cooper was the terriblest of twos he because <laughs> he his tantrums dear god i've never experienced anything like his tantrum. really yeah he was he was a, a tantrum i think because he wasn't very vocal for until a little bit later it took him a while to speak um, to the point where you know you're like on Google how when should my child start speaking yeah. and you're like do we need to go to a speech therapist you know when you start thinking all of those things it's like it's like when your kids like a week old and you're like I think they they might have autism they're, they're showing signs they're not looking at me in the eye <laughs> yeah. I just think there's so much pressure but like then you're putting pressure on him to talk like we all develop at different stages yeah. and they say by the time they're five they will all be at the same level yeah yeah, yeah. exactly and exactly. boys they say boys develop later than girls yeah yeah they do, they do. Uh, did you were either of yours terrible twos or um or one of yours is well Bodie's sort of in it but we're moving out of it and his is just yeah he's quite he's just a sulker and he's so stubborn mm. that's Tom play <laughs> <laughs> with Tom do you see a yeah. lot of him in, yeah. in your kids yeah I think you do and and I think now for me obviously like you've got Danny there you can he's physically in the physical but mine will be whether it's nature or nurture yeah yeah of course so it will be interesting to watch them grow up but they've definitely got his traits and that stubborn and that he just stomps off he'll just he'll just actually storm off and go and sulk somewhere and you're like okay I'm just gonna ignore you well that makes me think that that 
I don't know, maybe he was born with a bit of like Tom because because he you know he's only little. Yeah, he can't really. He won't remember Tom. That's no, quite that sad. Upset you, yeah. yeah, it's quite sad. He was obviously eighteen. Yeah, eighteen months. Eighteen months when Tom died. So That's he a hell of a lot as well to like take on, isn't it? Um, sorry, I don't want to go massive too much down the Tom route because I know you've no. done a lot of talking about this anyway. But but I guess the Tom route is my story. Well, true. to parenting because yeah. I, I, you've got to think thirty five weeks pregnant when Tom was diagnosed. So, but I already at home had a fifteen month old baby. So I brought two of them up whilst taking Tom to treatment. So it's that is my like my journey. And that's what I think to these people that actually comment on my life. I think, come and live my life. Yeah, see what I did. And then come back to me well, and see if you've got any judgment on me then. Absolutely. I think that was just massive hats off to you, Kelsey, because like, I think that could have broken the strongest of people. You Like you're incredible for, for powering through. Like just being a mum to an 18 month old was enough for me to yeah <laughs> but on, it is hard, it is hard work yeah it, and it is and then you had all you had the fact that there was two of them yeah and then obviously everything with tom added into the mix and then having to be the breadwinner all of that so if, if anybody um has judged kelsey in the past i think you owe her an apology because <laughs> thank you <laughs> you're evil, <laughs> evil people. you can slide into my dms and <laughs> yeah. apologize to if me if you would like to slide into chelsea's okay oh my god why do i keep doing that george keeps calling me chelsea i keep calling kelsey oh! chelsea and i don't know why and it's really upsetting me <laughs> i mean i've known you for years i know full well what your name is honestly i swear to god i'm not on this planet for the last couple of days well it's hard work being a running mom. on empty yeah. that's it i'm busy <laughs> I'm literally like, my battery's just on red. It is the juggling. I've now realised that it all becomes a juggling act. Yeah, it does, doesn't it? And it's, and then with school, with school thrown into the mix. So your eldest, is she at school? She's just started in September. Just started. And And it's like this school, this school life is a lot. Oh, I mean, honestly. How did you cope? uh, Like literally, as soon as, when when school works, so Coop's in year one now, so he's already done. Oh, so you did last year. Yeah, so he's done year of reception and then this year. And so I have a big mental load anyway, just with like life and everything going on. And um, then the school like WhatsApp started and I was like, oh, okay, this is, this is, this is something else. I'm not a massive fan of group WhatsApps anyway, because what happens is I miss one thing that's been said then everybody replies and then I'm so far behind. Instead of then going, right, what I'm going to do is I'm going to sit down um, when I've got a moment and read through all these and catch up, I panic and I go, oh my God, there's far too much to read. What I'm going to do now is just completely ignore it. And and then I get myself into even more of a state because I've ignored it for so long. I've got absolutely no idea what's going on. Um but I really hope I'm not the only one that feels like that because I feel like... I don't think you are. Do you know what? I feel like a few of the mums have got, like, sort of know what I'm like already because uh, one of my friends, Louise, messaged saying... Because um, last night they had a meeting at half five till half six and obviously solo parent, I can't... No. I had no childcare. I couldn't go to the meeting. So her husband took notes for me, thank, thank oh, God. God. But then another mum who is in Aurelia's... Um, school but she also comes to our swimming lessons she said to me last night tomorrow's the cut off to order the photos because she's just had her first she went tomorrow's the cut off I went okay so I went home last night and ordered the photos but 
I've realised how much there is. There's so much going on. Oh. Like the dress up day, the photos. I mean, we've only been there three weeks. Yeah, it's is it three it- weeks? Is it or is it month now? Oh, I mean, I haven't got a big. What day is it? <laughs> <laughs> Where's my child? Is he at school today? I don't know. <laughs> um, oh yeah, not the best person to ask. I know, but I, I was the same. Like, I was more like it was funny. One of the mums very early on. Um, in Cooper being in reception, came up to me at like drinks and she was like, do you even get the emails? <laughs> I was like, uh, yes. And I was like, it's just they get put into the group WhatsApp because what happens is somebody puts the emails we get sent into the group WhatsApp as well, just in case you've like missed the email. Some mums are so on it. I'm oh, like, oh, I, I want to be that mum. How, how are you that on it? I said to one of the mums, I was like, do you work for the school or are you just on it? <laughs> I, said, I said that on the group WhatsApp and then... <laughs> I said to all my friends and they were like, you, what, what? And I was like, what? That's so surely a reasonable thing to say. I just needed to know whether she was on it or whether she was like, I don't know. What was her reply? She's like, she said, I'm neither, I neither work for the school nor am I on it. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> I was like, welcome to Cooper's class. I, like, <laughs> I am the mum that's like, obviously, I wonder if um, Cooper's like, uh, school the mums in his um from his class are all like George is the scatty one she's the one that just hasn't got a clue half the time what's going on okay. I really try as well I've got like my paper diary I've got a notebook I've got a wall calendar yep I put it in my phone oh, I've got a wall calendar now and it's so funny because everyone that comes around goes oh yeah oh who, who even are you I'm like I need the wall I need the wall calendar now I'm, I'm that mum yeah. <laughs> yeah I need a bit of a like routine with things it's impossible when you've got a husband in a band isn't it but like, I think like when when Tom was here though I just sort of like had to crack on my like on my own anyway mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. I feel like I was used to it like like what you're saying he'd sometimes spend the whole day in the studio and I'd be like oh what about your daughter he's like oh yeah can your mum not just have her like so I sort of used to make plans without him the only day he used to actually have to have her was a Saturday morning (laughs) we was meant to have her the Saturday whole whole day but what he used to do is used to get her up in the morning and he used to get her dressed and then I'd be sent a picture to show the outfit that he picked like oh wow I dress her every day thanks for showing me and then uh, by lunchtime he'd have dropped her to my mum's Oh, okay. Because he's got work to do. He yeah, work to do. I mean, but this is the thing. Like, I like. I would be so interested to see what Danny would do. Had would if we had parents nearby because we don't have that. Yeah. And I remember, like, it way back in the early days when I was trying to work and I was trying to do that, that juggle. And um, I remember saying to one of my best friends, Kat, she was like, she was like, why are you not putting Cooper into nursery? And I was like. Because then, like, then I've failed, haven't I? Like, I should be able to, because I was obviously doing a lot of the influencing side of things Mm. from home. I was like, surely I should be able to have a baby at home and work and be able to do it. And Kat was like, no, you do not need to. She was like, just put him in like a few days a week. Start off with that. Anyway, ended up within six months, he was in there full time. Yeah. And... It was the best, the best bit of advice I'd ever been given. She because do you know what? It's really hard for our jobs mm. because now oh, look at this poor us. But, you know, <laughs> if you if you had a nine to five job, then you would automatically put them into nursery. Like there's no like doubt. No question. With, yeah, yeah, you'd just be like, right, they're going to nursery. But because you are around and you almost feel like because sometimes you're working at home and you're shooting stuff at home and doing stuff from home, yeah. 
they could, they, it's not fair on them to have them at home either because no. you're then not with them and playing with them. So they might as well be in nursery and having a lovely time. Yeah, exactly. But that's the thing with the nine to five thing because I remember a few of my friends have actually said to me, she's like, yeah, but Georgia, it's very different for us and our family because we do nine to five. So we do have that structure. We know that one of us will drop off, one of us will pick up and it's, it's organized. And the only thing that they have to think about really is the weekends. Or like if, you know, if one of them has like after work drinks or something. Yeah. But, and we don't, we like literally, because I'm, I don't know whether you agree, but sometimes we we could be working like very first thing in the morning till late at night. And then it's like a, a constant and you just on it, just running on like, like I said, like a red battery and there's just, you're just powering through at some points. And it's hard as well because I think what I started doing was I was like, I felt guilty for being on my phone. Yeah. I was like, but this is my work. Like, it, it, I wouldn't have felt guilty had it have been a laptop. Yeah. It, like, you know that's what? what's mad. It's if it was- so funny because I was sat, I went out for lunch yesterday, but I run the performing arts school yeah. with my best friend who's also called Kelsey and my little cousin Olivia now works with us. Oh. So we were all sat at lunch on our phones and I was like, People looking must think they're really unsociable. We were all working on our phones, yeah. but it is that if we were all sat with laptops in front of us, be different. It would be okay. Be like, oh, look at those professional women there. Yeah, look at them <laughs> sending their earning, emails, earning life. But yeah, we were all on our phones. We were all like sending emails, doing whatever. But it, like my nan and granddad, like they never, like they don't get it. Uh, Why are you on your phone? I'm well, like, uh, it's work. Yeah, I had to explain that to my mum and dad. Um, this was a while back now, but I was like, because my dad would be like, just get it, get off your phone, Georgia, you know. And and I was like, Dad, I'm working. Like, I'm I am actually working right now. I, I, and and eventually he understood. But I think for for that generation, they just think we're being rude. Yeah. And obviously, some people are. Some people are are really rude on their phones, but like. But that's why I do find it hard to switch off. Mm, because your work is constantly there. Yeah, I feel like I need to remove my phone and put it away because I I really find it hard. And I think because everything is so busy, yeah. I want to be on it. Yeah. And I want to know what I'm doing and I want to have plans in place. Yeah. So I feel like I do need to put... Put it down sometimes. Put it down. Do you know what I do, which I think is really handy for any like mums or dads um, out there is to set a timer on your phone. So I do this, like, say if I've got a job to do, like, as in, like, a household job. So, yeah. like, I need to completely clean uh, the bathrooms. Yeah. I'll put my I'll put my phone, a timer on my phone really loud and then put my phone on charge in another room. Yeah. And I feel like setting that timer for myself makes me do it. Like, I've seen a lot of people with... Um, That's such a good idea. Yeah, I've seen a lot of people that have got ADHD use that... Um, technique because it almost like forces you i know some people film themselves in like time lapse yeah because like it's almost that pressure of right oh, i've got to do it yeah i've got to do it yeah because i i will start a job then i'll go on my phone mm. then i'll go and do it then i'll go back and be like what job was i even doing oh i'll see so yeah i'm the same i'll like say if i've got to like hang the washing out i'll start getting the washing out and then as i'm doing it i'll be like Oh, but I need to put that away first. So then I'll leave that pile of washing there, go and do that job. But while I'm doing that job, I think of something else I need to do. And then you've got three jobs on the go. Literally three jobs on the go, not finished any of them. 
Baffled, the fact podcast bringing you some amazing facts that are complete nonsense. More people in the world have mobile phones than toilets. Since most people are right-handed, in World War II, the Germans trained their army to eat with their left hand so they could spot spies in the cafeteria. A woodpecker's tongue actually wraps all the way around its brain, protecting it from damage when it's hammering into a tree. You can find us wherever you got this podcast. Just search for Baffled Amazing Facts. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at bluenile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. You know, when you ask a man to do a job and, and they're like, and Danny has got ADHD. And, and honestly, he'll start a job. And I came home and he's like, darling, I've changed all the lights. I was like, oh my God, amazing. And I went upstairs. They were all just hanging out of holes in the ceiling. I was like, oh, are we finishing it? Oh, and he's that- like, well, when I've got time. Tom used to be like that. Did he? He, I think he was undiagnosed ADHD. Yeah. Like what, now... You know, we're learning more about ADHD. Yeah, we are, yeah. And without a doubt, he was told by a teacher at their school that he had ADD. Oh, yeah. But okay. Slightly I, different, isn't it? Yeah. But I think he definitely had the hyperactive because even when he'd get in the studio, he'd sit there for like hours and not eat and do anything else. Like it was, I'm just doing this. Yeah. But then he was, he could only sustain that for like a short period of time and then the next couple of days he'd have to have off and do something else yeah and it was retaining information memory because mm. um oh yeah that's a different story anyway but um what he would like so he, he built a chair for his studio he was like I've, I've bought a chair and i'm gonna build it it was hilarious the arm was hanging off and swinging <laughs> i was like i just don't think that's that's for you honey i feel like tom and danny are the same person but tom, tom would be like that he'd be extreme so when i'd come home he'd be like i'll clean the whole house but it yes. would be immaculate yeah danny would be like that I've, I've, I've cleared out my entire wardrobe like have you you've, <laughs> you've got two shirts left <laughs> yeah, i'm like there's nothing in there yeah no i just had a full-on clear out i'm like okay brilliant well, but well that's when, when we've like been at events before and you've told me like the stories of danny like they do remind me of each other yeah like, danny is hilarious i think danny's hilarious too oh thanks kelsey yeah i mean both the parkers it's, love him it's what attracted <laughs> me to him mum always said to me you need to find a man that makes you laugh and yeah. i did definitely found that so she said that's the key to a marriage so like, oh okay. we've really like gone over to relationships we have, now we? Yeah, <laughs> this is the uh, mum's word relationship podcast um <laughs> talking about relationships i don't think you i don't think you'll mind um touching on the whole sex side of things because yeah. obviously you you know 
prior to Tom's death, you, I'm yes. sure you were having sex. Um, well, yes, yeah, I fell pregnant pretty <laughs> quickly. You, you, you got pregnant pretty <laughs> I never forget when, my, when I found out when I'd had a baby and... I always knew there was 15 months between me and my sister. And, oh, um, you've got the same age gap? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I remember saying to mum, I was like, oh, mum, was I a mistake? Because I'm the youngest. She's like, no, darling. I was like, I just don't understand how you could have had a baby so quickly after you had Lauren. And mum was like, well, I just wanted one. I was like, okay. Because I obviously wasn't mentally at that stage and I just could not understand I believe that someone how could someone do that. would want to have two so close together. But they do mine I think everything happens for a reason but it was literally the case of I stopped breastfeeding and I fell pregnant ah that does happen doesn't yeah. it because they say that I mean I don't think it is a um, a guaranteed form of contraception if it is it but I think they say something about breastfeeding and but then I know people that breastfeeding have had periods and stuff so yeah, yeah. don't rely on the breastfeeding do not rely but I did yeah stop breastfeeding I fell pregnant the next month with Bodhi wow and we, was it so Tom hadn't no he wasn't oh, Diagnosed then. He was like 18 months later after. Uh, no, no, no. He was diagnosed. What was oh, it? You were 36 weeks. Yeah. Yeah. Right. God, that must have been. I mean, I so that, I'm like looking back at that, you know, I remember when I fell pregnant with Bodhi and then I found out because where they were so close in age, I wanted to know what to keep and what to get rid of. Yeah. And we found out we were having a boy. And I remember one of my best friends saying to me, What a perfect family. Like, mum, dad, little girl, little boy. And I was like, yeah, and then it was like how our life just literally got turned upside down. It was like, wow, wasn't expecting this. Did you know when you first, um, when Tom first got his diagnosis, did you know it was inevitable that he was going to not live as long? Well, we, I always believed that he would because yeah. we were doing so much. We were obviously given the, the fact of this is stage four. So he was always terminal when yeah. he first got diagnosed. Right, okay, yeah. But... Especially like the whole, you know, I'll just do a little plug for brain tumors right now. It's so underfunded. It gets mm. 1% of funding. 1%? 1% of funding. So the standard of care hasn't changed in 30 years. Wow. So when they told me that he had that, I was like, right, we've got to do something else. So we really went down the alternative route, yeah. which really worked for Tom. Did, um, you, did he have treatment? Was he having Yeah, treatment? so he had the standard of care. But yeah. That's literally what they said. He'll have the standard of care. We'll, we'll do the first like I think oh, I can't remember how many it's, it's such a blur because obviously I did have the, the baby brain as well of course um, and the new and the new mum brain as well yeah so we, d- we did treatment so I think it must have been six weeks yeah six weeks of like radio and chemo and you have that every day wow. um, so yeah it was getting him up to London each day as well so in the end because it, it was in COVID as well and COVID added to Brilliant. this wow you like I feel like things get thrown to certain people. Yeah, like, like, <laughs> yeah but it's because the world, no, no, whoever, whoever it is above yeah. us, knows that that person can cope. Yeah. And, and that like... Because that's what people used to ask me. How do you cope? I'm like, I don't know, but I am just coping. Because yeah, it was yeah. like even getting him up to London. Yeah. Because he was getting weaker. Um, It was in the end, I got like, we got a, a, a cab service to take him to their weight and bring him back. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it was obviously it was such a shock to us that that you know that that, that was you, you don't know know anything about brain tumors. It was like yeah, you're going to get one percent of funding and this is it and this is standard of care and we're going to give you six weeks and if that works, yeah, then we might give you some more treatment. If it doesn't, then go and get your affairs in order. Then off you go, yeah. But I think because we did both together, so we did some alternative. He actually had a significant reduction. Right. Okay. After his first six weeks. 
Wow. So it just sort of like shrunk right back. And I think they were a bit like, oh, okay. Yeah, okay. This isn't what we would suggest, but it's obviously working. Yeah. I feel like we went off on a, ta- on yeah, a tangent no, with sorry. that. And I, do, but I don't really feel like we should go back to sex right now. Cause I feel like oh, it's yeah, a bit, we was, uh, yeah, we exactly. Let's talk about <laughs> sex. I feel like it's a bit insensitive after no. you just told me about Tom. Um, how did we even get I there? don't really know how we went. Well, this is what we do as mums. Yeah. Know, we go off on an absolute tangent. Yeah, people you... listening are going to be like, how did they get there? We're yeah. there, guys. Yeah, but they're probably like... Sex, brain tumors. Yeah, brain tumor, sex. Is that what all goes together? Um, we, it's like what it is. When you're a mum, you do just often go off on tangents. Yeah. You can't hold conversations for that long, especially for there's kids around. It's literally like... You're I've like, seen so sec, many wait like, a sec. comedy clips on mums trying to have conversations. And it's literally like, yeah, I'll see you. I'll see you next week. And oh, okay, yeah. It seems... <laughs> Me and my friends now, we just do like the night out. Yeah, yeah. We do like a dinner or some something where there isn't really kids involved. And we can actually talk. Yeah, unless you know you, you need a break and to take that load off parenting wise and then you just go and throw your children together in a room and try and have a bit of a cuppa and a conversation. But apart from that, I always feel like the best times to see your friends is when your children aren't there. So you can actually fully- Catch up and yeah, know what's fully, going on in their lives. Yeah, fully engage in the conversation. I never forget when my sister first had her kids and it was before I had Cooper. I remember I sat there having a conversation with her. I think I went to my mum afterwards. I was like, Lauren just can't, can't like have a conversation. Like I'm trying to talk to her and she's just like busy off with the kids. And obviously I had no understanding of it as a non-parent. And then once I had Cooper, I was like, Oh, I get it now. I totally understand why she couldn't hold a conversation. And then I felt incredibly guilty because I was like, I was really annoyed with her. Like, but you just can't. You can't understand unless you actually have kids. You can't. You can't understand like, because you can't not watch them. Even if even if you're in like just the house and then you're contained, you've always got one little eye on them and always got your brain thinking about them. What are they doing? Are they not Well, Aurelia gets mouth? up to mischief as well. She's my mischief one. So is she? she will wander off and I'll be like doing something. And I'll be like, Where is she? Oh, yeah. And if she does something naughty, she'll go, well, you weren't watching me. <gasps> oh, <laughs> she gaslights you. Yeah, I'm like... <laughs> Sorry? She goes, yeah, but you weren't watching me, were you? So. Oh my gosh. I think it's awful, isn't it, when they start calling you out though? Because like I've done something before and I can't remember what it was like. I told a little white lie about something. Just like, um, oh, we can't come to that today because we're busy. And like Cooper's like, but we're not busy, mummy. And I'm like, no, I know we're not, but it's okay. Well, you're not meant to lie. I'm like, no, no, you're not meant to lie. And I was like, well, that's really naughty of mummy. And maybe I won't be getting presents from Father Christmas this year. Who knows? <laughs> it is hard though. I'm like, even, I'm just going to always be honest because Aurelia is that kid that she's going to go, no, that's not right, mum. Yeah, so yeah. I'm just going to tell the truth. And I feel like Bodie will call me out as well. Yeah. So, Well, that's what, I, like after that one time when he did do that, called me out, I was like, oh yeah, that wasn't, that wasn't a good, that wasn't a good idea doing that in front but of But they people. are like sponges. They literally pick up on everything. Mm. Everything that's said. They've, they spent the weekend at my mum's house and I've got two younger brothers and they've really, you know, when they come back from there, it's some of the language oh, they use. I and know. I'm like, have you spent the weekend with your uncles? That's what Cooper's like. And you find, don't really even notice this, but when they do start school, obviously you can't, you can't like parent, parent, you can't like see what other kids are saying to your children. And like Cooper will come home and say some words. And I'm like, 
who taught you that? Like, what, what, why? You're not meant to say that. That's a naughty word. We don't say things like that. And he's like, well, so-and-so's allowed to say it. I'm like, well, I, so-and-so isn't your brother. I don't pay, I'm not so-and-so's mother, am I? So we obviously parent in different ways, but you need to know that that is not what you say. He started spelling things out the other day in the bath with, um, you know, the little letters that stick onto the bath. I went downstairs and I came back up and he'd written, um, Oh, it was blooming hell he'd written, thank goodness. But obviously I say something different. And I was like, oh God, you really have to think about like what you are saying in front of those children. When I went in and had the sit down with the teacher, I I said, look, she's got older uncles. My my brother's 18 and 16. And I said, I'm so sorry now for what comes out of her mouth because she's at the school gates and she's like, "Um, mum, Pass my bag, bruv. Pass my bag. Did she she's, actually? She's oh going, my gosh, bruv. That's amazing. And I'm like, can you stop calling me bruv? I'm your, I'm your mum. You? When they start calling you mum instead of mummy as well, I was like, oh, no, it's mummy. Call me mummy forever. Call me forever, please. <laughs> Never stop kissing and cuddling me. <laughs> well, I don't think boys do. I think oh. boys always love their mums. Do you think? Yeah. Yeah, but there's that thing, isn't there, where it's like, about a boy being a boy until he finds your wife. Boy being like a mummy's boy until he finds his wife. And I was like, oh, husband. Yeah, Yeah, it is. uh, Well, I've got one of each. It's like, it's going to be interesting to see. Like like me and my sister, we're still proper mummy's girl. Mummy and daddy's girls, actually. It'll be interesting to see. Because I can't imagine my brothers going off and leaving my mum. No, but then with girlfriends, like you said before about like nature, nurture. Maybe it's just the way that they're brought up. My mum does everything for them. Does she? Everything. (laughs) I think I fell into that pattern, and I think I made a rod for my own back with it because my mum's the same. Like she is like, but does everything for you. Everything, everything. When I like always has done everything for you know it was it was very very a very old fashioned traditional relationship. My mum and dad. Dad would go out to work. Mum would look up, stay yeah. at home, look after us, cook, clean. And, you know, obviously it's different now, different nowadays, but that was kind of the way mum was. So I obviously grew up being very, very similar. And I remember when I first got with Danny, actually, you might have been the same with Tom, is you almost go into a mother role with them because they have been basically kind of mothered by management oh. their entire life. Yeah, so, it's the management. It's the, yeah. it's the everyone, the yes people around them that are pulling their suitcases Literally, and unpacking their suitcases, yeah. doing whatever. And then you're left with this human that's like... That doesn't quite Leave know. their pants everywhere. Yeah. And, yeah. and I remember Danny's tour manager. I remember when I first, like me and Danny first, like became boyfriend and girlfriend and, you know, I moved in with him and stuff. And I remember he didn't set an alarm. He His tour manager was his alarm. So... He would just get a call in the morning. It would be his tour manager waking him up. I'm like, are you kidding? Are you, can you not set an alarm for yourself? Do you need someone to ring you that, yeah, that's to what, wake you that's up? That's what they used to do for Tom. Did they? Yeah, it's, the, it's the same, isn't it? Yeah, it is the same. We, we lived parallel parallel lives for a while, didn't we? Yeah, like, 100%. And it's uh, when people, like obviously when Tom actually got ill, they'd say about his memory. I'm like, he's always had a bad memory because been that way. everyone has done everything for him. That's it. So it was like, you know, he went off and was in the band and did all that and, and was completely babied and then came home and was babied then by me. Yeah, yeah. 
and you, family. Did you feel like you did baby, like mother him a bit in that sense? Massively. Yeah. But he was really good with like the bills and... Yeah, Danny's good with that. Yeah. Stuff like that. Yeah. I, I used to let him take control of that. But like household... Yeah, yeah. So exactly the same. And I, I remember I had to have a word with him recently. Actually, I quit um, doing his washing for him because uh, I would wash everything, fold it up into a nice pile... And then he'd rummage through it, because like, he's always in a rush to get everywhere, rummage through it, and then it'd all be unfolded. Then he'd put his dirty clothes on top of that. Then it would all just get scooped up and put back in the wash. In the end, I we we, we have lived the same <laughs> life. I used to just, just make piles for Tom. That's what I do for Danny. Of washing, and I used to leave it on. We had this used to have this swivel chair in the corner of our room, and I used to put all this stuff on there, because I was like, I'm sick of putting stuff in the drawers, mm. and then the drawers, like, just, oh, like goodness. an explosion. Yeah, absolutely. Exactly the same. So I went on washing strike. So I said, unless these clothes get put away, I will not be doing any more washing. And I kid you not, it got put away. Like literally that day. Really? Yeah, but that's like a that's like a But I used to want to live like right? that Instagram home life. Do you know when you see people on Instagram, you're like, how does your house look that nice? Oh, I know, I know. I mean, you've got, I think what we've always got to remember is it's just sections of people's houses, isn't it? So they might have like, you know, they might have one room. They have a room that's oh, like piled high. Yeah. And also you never know how much help someone's having because it's really easy to judge yourself on someone else's life. But you, I, I always try to be super honest. Like I was very honest in the early days that we had, we got a nanny for Cooper who was amazing and she just helped me and she was a bit of a... Oh, she was almost like, it's almost like having therapy as well because I would just torture her about everything. She was a parent. Um, and then I was very honest that we had that help and then, because we didn't have anyone else around and then that he went to nursery because I never want anyone to feel like, you know, someone's doing it all and like absolutely smashing life with zero help or, you know. Yeah, I, I have help. So um, when Tom got ill, I actually got my auntie. She came and worked for me. Oh, did she? So my auntie's called Julie and now everyone goes to me. I need a Julie. Oh. I need a Julie. So Julie helps me move my washing, sorts the uniform out, all the stuff that I would do if I was around at home. Yeah, yeah. Julie is my go-to. She's absolutely incredible. Tidies the house, organises it. That's that's amazing. And that's what I think, that's what I think like a lot of parents need to realise is like that helps is completely normal and it's okay to have to, to need to have someone there to help well like you're saying you have no family no. round the corner yeah, you, no, you do all, have family I do have family you have no family no but do, do you know what I mean like my mum lives like five minutes from me yeah so I give her a call and go mum can you come and help me with this whereas if you haven't got that no I don't know how you do it oh babysitters but Jesus because I I now talk about the village a lot and I wouldn't have been able to get through what I've got through without the village. Yeah. So that's like, you know, my core, like mum, auntie, nan, and obviously the men yeah. in the, in the yeah. family, but the women mainly. Yeah. And then it just fills out to like friends, best friends. And it, it's this village of people that I can call on and go, can you help me with this? Can you help with that? And, and I do feel like, like what you're saying, people are scared yeah. to even say that they have the village and they have the help. But I do think we've sort of lost the village as well. Like my back door's always open yeah. for someone to come in and do whatever. Like we have lost it, haven't we? Yeah, I think people I think people are so scared. And I will hold my hands up and say I was of asking for help and feeling like you should. But it pro probably is because people see a lot on social media and you've got to follow the right people to, to make you, you happy uh, within that world you have to follow the right people because you can follow a group of people 
and they look like they have everything together and doing it completely on their own and you know not struggling and everything's wonderful and happy and I much rather would follow the people that show the hard bits sometimes and go oh god I'm having it you do it yeah Yeah, I'm having a tough day day today like you know it's hit me it's it's come to me today and it's just hard or like you know a a battle with parenting like because the thing is you think you've got it down and then literally the world goes ha ha I just don't think you've ever got it down because life throws you, like you're saying, life throws you challenges all the time yeah. and life's not perfect. And I think we do look at Instagram and uh, you, you're quite like blindsided, aren't you? That, you know, I'm saying that, I look at people's houses and think, how does your house look that nice? Yeah, but exactly. I need the one room though that looks nice. <laughs> yeah, no. It's, it, mine, mine just mine the just... kids, there's the toys, it's the everything. Oh, it's I get so many cats and I'm like, why have you just taken your school shoes off and just left them there now? And why have you just left your bag there? And can you do this? And I'm like, I sound like my mum. I actually sound like my mum but do you ever feel like that though like I, I have this inner battle with myself so I'm like I do sound like I'm just nagging all the time and I don't want to sound like that I don't want to be nagging but I think you have to nag because if you don't nag it's not getting nothing done nothing gets done does it so I think that's why our parents moaned that's why when I go to my mum's or I can hear her moaning it with my brothers I just think as parents we're just born to nag. That's it. If yeah. you want to be a mum. Yeah. I just feel like there needs to be a new word from it. Like getting getting shit done or something. Like, I, I don't know. Like, because nagging for me, I feel like it sounds like such a negative, yeah. negative thing. For, for But when you're nagging, you do feel negative, don't you? Well, That's you do, it. yeah. But you never hear of a man being a nag, do you? So it's only ever really we're tarnished with the naggy side of things oh she's a naggy wife yeah isn't, isn't it well, so, it is. no it is and uh, we probably are naggy wives but also it's because we're trying to hold it all together yeah, that's it there's only so much we can hold together like you probably nag Danny all the time I, I do I know I do and that's boring as well you're like how long have we been together just oh. just can't you learn oh, well I do get a bit bored of my sound of my own voice though sometimes I'm just like oh just do it yourself Georgia like but even with that, sometimes you do just have to accept, like, you've accepted him, you love him, he's funny, he's got other amazing qualities, like he's in a band. <laughs> but you have to, I think for a, a relationship as well, you have to accept everything you do. about that person. You do, and as well, what, what I always have to remember is this has always been Danny's world, you know, and same with Tom, it was always their world of being mothered so you can't blame them you can't go for god's sake like you know what are you doing because actually it's all they know it's all they've ever all they've ever known is that life and then we came in and gave but, them that life but what are you going to do with cooper are you going to do that to him so Probably, that his wife's yes. going to turn around and go thanks <laughs> yes cheers thanks a I'm lot like, yeah i'm hoping that well what i'm hoping is cooper sees that i work you know work hard and and like and and I always say to him, if ever he's like, mummy, like, do you have to go to work? And I always say to him, well, yeah, because I'm working so that you can do nice things and so that we have a roof over our heads and we can do fun things and we can go on a holiday. But if mummy doesn't work and daddy doesn't work, then that's not going to happen. So what would you rather? And obviously like the <laughs> presence of a mummy's mummy work and he's like, okay, right, yeah, you can go to work. That's yeah, fine. you can go, it's fine. If As long as I'm living in this nice house and I'm still, br- keep bringing the caviar, yeah, mum. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fish fingers and waffles actually. But <laughs> God, my child is the fussiest eater in the world. It's, it's, that's a whole nother story, but goodness me, like. They do grow out of that. Well, I 
flipping well hope so because he is nearly six now and he's not do you know what it could be a long time though uh bobby i think my brothers are gonna well they don't listen to any of these thank god yeah no one <laughs> back to my brothers that i talk about on this podcast all the time but bobby was so fussy i think as well i i've sort of been a young mum i wasn't their mum yeah like i was 17 and 15 when the boys were born oh, so right. yeah. i've sort of brought them up as well and yeah. bobby only ate beige food yeah sausages and chips now he hit like he hit like 17 eight, and then all of a sudden i think he's where he's looking on tiktok and you know he wants to build muscle and whatever else he eats everything does but he we used to try and we, we've used money to bribe him like i'll pay you 10 pounds <laughs> to eat a strawberry he cried and was like sick he his six he was uh, sick but that was like when he was a lot younger yeah not, not mugging you off bob but, <laughs> not now <laughs> um, when he was eight he was he was scared of food yeah, like he had really? he was he was petrified to eat but he's grown out of that and now he eats everything so honestly i think that's quite reassuring to hear you saying that because like you do you definitely do go through phases as, as a parent of god like I, like am i a terrible parent because I, like they literally will not eat like i think the only vegetable cooper likes is a, a carrot well, that's amazing that he's even that because I don't think Bobby ate any veg. Now he eats veg, fruit, the lot. So Okay, I was not lost. But oh, that's hard lost. in itself. But that's what I mean. It's relentless being a parent. Because you give, you give up as well a little bit in the, in the sense well, of... Well, how like, many times can you say, please eat it, exactly. please eat it. And then the last thing, you, and I'm sure a lot of people can relate, in the, that the last thing you want to do when it's like five o'clock in, in the afternoon and you got you need to feed them, you need to give them a bath and you need to get them to bed for bedtime. I don't know what your kids is, but Cooper's, Cooper's seven o'clock, but we're quite regimented with his oh, bedtime. Um, yeah. Ours is, if they're not doing an activity, it's half six. Right, oh, amazing, right, yeah. And I, I honestly feel like that is, like, is, is the best way that we could have been with Cooper because I think he quite likes routine as well. Oh, routine's perfect yeah, for them. and I always said. And you whether, need an evening with Danny. Yeah, and I don't know whether you were like this um, in the early days when Tom was still touring. And I, I remember me and Danny having a conversation before Cooper arrived and we were like, we're just going to be totally chilled. Like, we don't really need routine. Cooper can just come on tour with us and, you know, it's going to be amazing. Kids on tour, woo. And then, and then we had him and I was like, no. And actually me and Danny were both like that. We were like, yeah, I think we need routine. Routine is amazing for oh, them. And I think it, like, for my kids as well, it's given them that security of a routine. Mm-hmm. But going back to going back to the food, that, like what you're, it's, you know, you've only got that window. Yeah, that window. And how, how many times can you actually say, please, oh, please. And, yeah. and do you know what? I had a bit of, in, I, I'm, I'm a foodie, but not a foodie. And I'm really, really fussy about certain, like, the texture of food and stuff and I don't want to put that on my children because I think I understand it yeah and and, you know when someone goes you've got to eat it it's like I actually can't eat it because it's actually making me feel sick Mm. and I get it Mm. and it it is so hard no and I told I actually really do get it because I was a bit I was a fussy kid I'll eat anything now but as a child it's so funny because my mum and dad are always like you weren't I'm like do you not remember me sat at the kitchen table by myself because I would not eat my food? I remember what I used to do when I was a little girl was I would um, be left because I wasn't eating my food and I would pull everything out of the bin and put my food in and then put everything back on top of the bin. 
And mum and dad were never none the wiser. They were none the wiser until one time they opened this drawer and I think they were doing a clear out and um, there was a load of chips in the back of the drawer, like fossilized chips because I'd hidden them all, hidden all these chips. Yeah, because you just couldn't, fa- you just couldn't, couldn't face it. But couldn't. I, yeah, it's that pressure of food. Yeah. Do you know what we did? You and me were meant to be talking about libido and then like literally. I know. We're just, not, we're not on the sex talk, right? Yeah, we don't want to talk about sex. We'd be bothered because <laughs> we can't be bothered to Now they're it. all like, but did they have but sex? How are they really, having sex? Do they want to have sex? Should we leave them on a cliffhanger? Yeah. So so I think I think we probably should leave them on a cliffhanger because we're going to be doing this again. So st- stay tuned. Stay tuned for the sex talk. Oh my God, we could do a whole episode on sex, but I actually don't know whether I could fill a whole episode with sex. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Danny. Oh no, not I mean, just... I mean, oh, just leave it there. Leave, leave it, it there. there. Leave, leave it there. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Mum's The Word, the parenting podcast. Make sure to hit the subscribe or follow button so you never miss an episode. We love to hear from you, so get in touch on WhatsApp where you can send us a voice message for free, even anonymously if you want, at 075 999 27537 email us at askmumsthewordpod at gmail.com or leave us a review which we love to see on apple podcasts we'll be back for another episode same time same place next week hey it's Paige desorbo from giggly squad high quality fashion without the price tag say hello to quince I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.